0: There are 200 seniors at Midvale High and seven days till graduation. Ooh. The class of 81 is having the time of their life. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Graduation Day. Rated R. Now showing it at or a a Drive-In near you.
1: Hi, this is Larry Zerner from Friday the 13th, Part 3, and you're listening to The Hysteria Continues.
2: Welcome to another episode of The Hysteria Continues. Now, this is a self-described mini-sode, and we have good reason. Basically, we didn't want to go and leave you for another two weeks without um, hearing our dulcet tones, but, and we have a very big but, Don't we, Eric? Um, (laughs) You (laughs) do. No, the reason is we've actually just done a recording for Vinegar Syndrome's upcoming um, release of graduation day. Uh, So we've just done a commentary. So basically, because Eric's been um, going back to Turkey um, for more time Mm. in prison, so we don't have time, unfortunately, to do the Madman episode just yet. So what we thought we'd do, without leaving you for another couple of weeks, is we would do another well a, a few readers questions um and a bit of feedback and a bit of recently seen so apologies it's not the it's not the the big one you were look, hoping for but it's a little something to um for you to uh you know so you can keep our awe in or whatever you know what i'm saying yeah anyway anyway enough of me rambling um eric how are you doing
0: i'm doing good thank you mm-hmm. yeah i've watched then... graduation day about 15 times this week but uh... <laughs>
2: which is not a complaint no no i think it was good it was a good commentary wasn't it i think people, i think it was hopefully yeah. people who entertained um it looks great the vinegar syndrome the new prince is oh fantastic. yeah definitely really really good so um and our Eric, hater may not like it <laughs> oh yes yeah the the one hater although we've got a lot of trivia and behind the scenes stuff for this haven't we and we do talk about frizzy perms and high heels as well for you fashion lovers yeah so so that's that's all good but um eric you met a certain somebody this week didn't you
0: oh i did gosh i was thinking oh yeah brian ferry was in work but i didn't meet him i met patrick from scream queens even more importantly yes he's been in ireland he was over here for a sing song he's in the gay men new york gay men's choir and uh, they're over here doing a bit of singing which i missed because i was in turkey uh, in the prison um <laughs> But I know I had to get up to meet him. The first thing he did was produced a his chunky Kit Kat out of his trousers and put it in my mouth.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're, they're, I've seen a photo of that actually. Yeah, on, it, on it is actually photo. a chunky
0: Kit Kat that one would buy in a shop. In case anyone's thinking lewd thoughts, actually, well, yes. not he's lying. <laughs> maybe yeah. you should share that so with the we had, people. We, yes, <laughs> maybe we could. Yes, um, yes, you can put that up on Facebook if you like. Uh, we had pizza and cider yeah and he was actually worn out because he'd been partying all night with lesbians on the sunday night so he needed an early night and so did i because i was uh only just back from prison so um yeah but no we got to meet up he's over in the west of ireland now visiting relatives and he's flying back to new york i think on monday
2: or well, tuesday i think he was all right, he yeah. was due to come and see me in bristol but it didn't um unfortunately work out um because of timings and stuff so which is a shame um, well, the,
0: per- the yeah, the personality you hear on the Scream Queens podcast is a 100 authentic because he's like that off microphone as well. Okay, I can I can attest. Yes.
2: Well, he was saying that you were you were telling him that like in a kind of catfish style way that I was in fact an 11 year old girl.
0: I never said anything of the sort. Oh, or did made, we? Did made we? Maybe we, maybe maybe that conversation did come up. We were looking at a goth barman and we thought, oh, he'd be perfect for Justin.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, I should have known if you two got together. Yep. yes cats and golf talk i did say to patrick if you came it said it's a shame he wasn't coming because i'd already had 200 graveyards to show him around in bristol oh yeah so that might come oh. off <laughs> but, uh, but um but yes well thank you eric and um nathan how are you doing
3: i'm doing very
2: very well yes good and you enjoyed the graduation day commentary
3: i did because as you know everybody wants to be the winner
2: Absolutely, yes. So that's something to look forward to. And Joseph, how are you?
1: I'm fair dinkum. Okay.
2: <laughs> well... <you know. laughs> Sorry. No, well, that's uh, no need to apologise. I've got a feeling that might pop up later. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, but yes, here is our mini-sode. So we're, we're in time on a tradi- tradition, because we will be back with Madman, won't we, in a couple of weeks' time? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes and um but in time on a tradition let's talk a little bit about what we've been watching in the interim um joseph what you've been watching
1: uh let's see um one movie i watched which i've pretty much forgotten i had to be reminded that i actually saw the film from nathan uh was called torment and i'm kind of hard pressed to actually tell you what it was about i just know um uh this family goes to this uh i don 't even know if it 's a vacation house or if they move in, and there 's another psycho family just kind of tormenting them uh, as per the title, but it is completely completely forgettable The characters are just so dumb they 're not obnoxious i mean they're they 're somewhat you know likable people, but they 're just complete morons and the movie really doesn 't go anywhere doesn 't really do anything with the the whole home invasion formula um, if If you see the trailer for Torment. Uh, that is the best thing about the film. So just watch the trailer a couple of times and, you know, you'll be well satiated and just skip the movie.
2: Okay. Well, it doesn't really sound like a winner, but um, Nathan, you
3: saw it. Yes. I, unfortunately, was not a huge fan of it either. I, I, we were making jokes about how easily people are brainwashed in that movie because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like the killers, you know, say a few things and like, you know, they're just like, oh, yeah, we'll join you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, uh, granted, we're dealing with young people here, but it's just crazy how, you know, they get brainwashed in this movie. But, you know, the movie itself, um, I wanted to like it really badly, but I just couldn't. They're just, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of like Joseph said, you know, the characters are really stupid, and I can handle stupid people in a horror movie. I mean,. That's just what happens. I mean, you know, you got stupidity like in every horror movie. Even back to a classic like The Evil Dead. I mean, the character, um, you know, Ellen Sandweiss character, Cheryl. I mean, she walks out in the woods in the middle of the night because she hears somebody whispering her name. I mean, you know, so those characters do stupid stuff in slashers that I love. But to me, this movie is just a constant. You know, characters just keep getting dumber and dumber as the movie goes on. Like nobody in this movie makes a smart decision once. So you know, I mean, I guess that kind of the difference between you know that and you know say something like Evil Dead, where a character does one stupid thing, or you know maybe a couple of stupid things, but yeah, it just it gets to the point where you're just thinking, God, they deserve to die. But then the the bad guys are idiots too, so they don't really deserve to win either. I I said I want a bomb just to blow up the whole house and kill everybody. Okay, fair enough.
2: But well, it's not. I, I, it's not one that I've seen, and it's not one I'm going to look out for. I don't think. Uh, Eric, you've not had the. No. 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 Okay. Right. Well. Any, anything else? Else? Or anything else of note, Joseph?
1: Yes, I saw uh, Willow Creek, which is the latest in the long line of found footage films. This one about uh, Sasquatch or Bigfoot, hmm. directed by Bobcat Goldthwait of all people. Um, it, this one's actually been getting a lot of rave reviews, uh, for a found footage film, uh, because, you know, a lot of critics are saying that Bobcat Goldthwaite knows how to run with the formula without, you know, uh, making it obnoxious. And I'd, I'd kind of agree. I was a little underwhelmed after reading so many positive reviews. I don't think it's, you know, the be all end all of found footage films. It's a lot like, um... It's basically just an ape on a Blair Witch Project, and um, Bobcat does a lot of stuff right. There's one scene, um, all I'll say is it takes place inside of a tent, and it's an extended scene that's very well done. Um, But otherwise, it's just, uh, I don't know, aside from that scene and a few, you know, kind of creepy shots at the end, it just, I don't know, it just felt like it was a little too long it was a little too talky um not not enough action i mean i know a lot of found footage films they they hide a lot of their you know their money shots you know because that's the the whole conceit is you're watching it through someone filming it on a flimsy camera but i don't know i was just it being a bigfoot film i was kind of hoping for more but it, it's worth a watch um i mean he he does a good job but i don't know just a little underwhelming
2: Okay, I've, um, who is Bob Cat, anyway, who is he? I don't He's know. a from Zed academy.
1: Police Academy movies, you know, the um, yeah, guy talks like that. Ah, uh, right,
2: yeah, I see, I, 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 we've mentioned it before, haven't we, I haven't seen any of those for years.
1: <gasps> yeah. Justin. And you call yourself a goth. Yeah, hey. goths
0: love Police Academy movies.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I'm yeah. not a
2: goth anyways, you know, Eric. I haven't been a goth for about twenty years. Yeah,
0: but in our minds, you still are.
1: We rehash this on every episode. Oh, I
0: know, I know. You'll never hear that. You should never have told us you were a goth in your (laughs) teenage years. It's your own fault.
2: I know. I accept responsibility. So, but um, but I've actually got, funnily enough, in a in a quirky coincidence, I actually have the DVD of um, of uh, of it downstairs. So I shall be watching that tonight. So you might enjoy it. I mean, it's it's
1: good. It's just. I don't know. I just want a little more, but maybe you'll enjoy it more than I did.
2: OK, right. Did you see that, Nathan, as well?
3: Yes. I mean, I liked it. I mean, I could kind of see where Joseph says, you know, he was a little underwhelmed by it. I mean, I think the problem is it seems like, you know, I'd say like 60 to 70 percent of the movie takes place in town interviewing various people and then you get like 30 percent you know them getting terrorized in the woods it just didn't feel like there was a good even balance there and also i mean in time honored uh tradition of found footage slashers the ending is so abrupt that when it comes i was thinking wait that's it right. <laughs> just okay. one of those situations but i mean yeah, it's definitely worth watching
2: okay right well i shall feed back next time on the madman episode i expect so, when i've seen it so um uh anything else joseph
1: uh i think the only other thing i've watched recently and it's a movie i've seen a million times because it's one of my comfort movies is uh shattered with a tom berenger and bob hoskins i won't go into it again but it's (laughs) 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 it's just one of those movies where i can throw it on any time of the day i don't know why but it's one of those comfort movies like it's it's like a familiar friend uh but that's pretty much all i've been watching
2: Okay. Right. Well, thank you, Joseph. Um, Nathan,
3: anything else? Um, I watched the Hollywood Strangler meets the Skid Row slasher. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what does I that you... mean?
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it means. I bet you loved it.
3: Um, actually, I found a very, um, you know, undeniable charm about that film. I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, it it does kind of get boring. So I, you know, I can't say that I loved it. Mm. But I can say that um, I think that it was a very charming film, and you know I especially just love the idea that um, from what I read up on it, um, you know Ray Dennis uh, Steckler was wanting to make a silent film, like horror mm. film, but they basically told him that wouldn't sell, so all the dialogue is dubbed in, and yes. it's like when the camera is on the guy, you'll hear the woman talking, and then the mm. camera's on the woman, you'll hear the guy talking. That way, mm. he's got some dialogue in there, and it it's doesn't. A-
2: it's a kind of like a yeah it's it's a unique film isn't it i, I remember i yes i've seen it for a long time but I, I they it really shows a kind of sleazy uh, side of hollywood doesn't it that you didn't really see in other films like those kind of all those um, um isn't there isn't there a roller disco in it as well
3: is that the right film um is that the right film I don't know. Maybe it's a different one of his films. I thought they was because the I mean I did watch it, but I mean it's been a while since we recorded last, so I okay. mean it's been a while since I watched yeah. it.
2: Yeah, that's his wife's in it, isn't it? Carolyn Brand, who plays the slasher. She's yeah, sort of, she's the
3: slasher because I love yeah. the ending, the big finale. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but mm-hmm. the big finale is awesome. Yeah, um,
2: but yeah, it has that kind of really bizarre. I remember it feeling really odd, and you can tell that the the, the dialogue and the, all the sound effects are dubbed over, but. Why on earth he would think making a silent slasher movie would be, uh, you know, <laughs> apart from being cheap,
0: presumably, it would very, you know, very odd. Um, so have you had the pleasure, Eric? Not yet. No, I think I do have it somewhere, but I have never watched it. Yeah. But I'm intrigued. Now. I didn't realize that about the, um, the soundtrack to it. So that makes it sound kind of enticing to me.
2: Mm. And it's um, isn't it just like endless shots of models getting topless and then being strangled?
0: Oh, I'm less
3: enthusiastic. Well, and then the, the Skid Row Slasher is like slashing up homeless people. Yeah. Is he anything to the Skid Mark Slasher? <laughs> 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 I'm
0: not sure about that. But
2: uh-huh. Eric
1: always bringing it to the toilet. Yep.
0: He's yeah. always bringing it
2: to the toilet. Mm-hmm. Joseph, have you seen that film?
1: Yes, I saw it a long time ago, but I don't remember much about it, so I need to see it again.
2: Hmm. Okay, right. Well, thank you, Nathan. Is Anything else?
3: Um, Well, the only other movie I saw, which is not a horror film, but it's as scary as a horror film, was a documentary called Jesus Camp. But I won't go into that one. It's very scary, though. I can imagine.
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. What about you, Eric? Okay. Well, because I was in a Turkish prison, uh, I haven't really watched much. But just before I went away, I watched the newish release, I, Frankenstein which um, is one of those big budget Hollywood uh, CGI fests. Uh, It's about Frankenstein's creature who comes out of hibernation after 200 years and he gets involved in this centuries-old battle, blah, blah, blah. Just like in in Underworld, just like in Twilight, there's these two warring supernatural tribes, you know, that's going on sort of beneath the surface of everyday life and uh, he gets involved in it. And there's just tons of CGI flying demons and CGI... Um, you know, sp- special effects, and it, it's it's completely ordinary. I mean, yeah. it's not absolutely dreadful, but it's just so it's just so plain. And I mean, if you if you've seen Underworld, it's like a a, a lesser version of them, and right. you know, and that isn't yeah. high praise, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen it. So stars Aaron Aaron Eckhart and Brian uh, Bill Nighy's in it as well. Yeah, um, it's so kind it was, of
1: a famous over here because it bombed spectacularly It
0: did Mm because the budget budget was 60 million and it only took about 18 million in total in its run in the states um i'm pretty sure it did pretty crap over here as well now i saw it on dvd Um, and i mean it's not as i said it's not awful but it has absolutely no selling point to it it's just so run of the mill and it's it's, Mm -hmm. uh it's a it's in its favor it's only 90 minutes long it's not one of those ones that's an epic two and a half hours that you have to sit through. But it's just so plain. It's unbelievable.
2: Okay. Right. Well, I'm, it's not one I'm going to uh,
0: see if I can watch. So No. Uh, no. The, the other thing I watched, I haven't watched the film, but I, I, um, I have the sleepaway camp Scream Factory Blu-ray, mm. and I watched the documentary on it. There's a, I think it's a 45 or 50 minute documentary on the making of it, and it's actually really, really good. And Felicity um, Rose is a, absolutely adorable in it, and she ends up crying at the end, saying because she's so happy to have been part of Sleepaway Camp, which I oh. thought was quite nice. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Did they
3: track down yeah. the actress that played Susie? Who? Which character is Susie? She's the one. She's that the nice is, one. Yeah, the nice girl that tries to help Angela, the one that slaps Judy oh right and I don't think so no but they have
0: um, the aunt, crazy aunt is, is on is being interviewed mm. uh, there's Jonathan Tiersten and Felissa Rose uh, Judy's there and actually they have that short film Judy that um, is it Jeff Hayes is his name made in 2010 it, I watched that as well it uh, takes the car- it imagines that Judy survived her um, violation by hair tongs in sleepaway camp and she's turned into a psycho who goes around avenging people who don't appreciate the joys of parenthood since she was deprived of, of ever have have having children, courtesy of Angela and Sleepaway Camp. So uh, it's very amateurish. It goes on for about 15 minutes, but uh, it's it's quite entertaining, I have to say. And she's terrific in it as, as this nutcase who, well, she takes a curling tongs to people and, you know, with not, is it not the quite an actress. It's the same actress. Yeah.
1: Oh. I don't want to see this that. Sounds like a good idea for an actual sequel.
0: Yeah, yeah it's so it's it fifteen minutes long and it's quite um it's shot in video and I mean the acting's okay. I mean she's good in it, but then the other actors are only okay. But um, yeah, I mean it's interesting to watch and it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm.
2: Excellent. Okay, thank you, Eric. Is any anything else?
0: No, that was it. Um, I was on holidays, so I ended up having to watch lots of QI, which I don't mind. But um, I wasn't allowed to watch any horror, which is when I got back and I started watching um, Graduation Day. It was like. Um, I was like a junkie getting a fix again after two and a half weeks. Fair enough. Do
1: they have, do, I mean, they, do they let you watch movies in prison?
0: They do. Yeah. But normally it's, it's uh, romantic comedies. Mm. Yeah,
3: well. well, why can't you make them watch, um, horror movies and then you and the prisoners can have an even balance.
0: <laughs> yes. If only it was thinking if life was that easy and that fair. <laughs> oh, well, thank you,
2: Eric. Um, just to run through, just a couple of things I've seen. One of them was the, um, the 2012 80s retro throwback um, uh, slasher The Sleeper by director Justin Russell, uh, which is set in 1981, as you, as you would. Uh, and it's a story of well, basically a, a group of sorority sisters that are targeted by The Sleeper, who is a serial killer, um, who uh, kills them in a variety of gory ways, like um, heads uh, sl- uh, hammer to the head as they're sleeping, um, uh, murders in in the swimming baths, and all sorts of things. So it's it, I, very mixed feelings towards this. I thought it. it I thought the director um, captured the feel of the early 80s slashy perfectly. In some ways, like the pacing. And the look of this college campus—it looked the way it was shot, and the colouring, and everything—it was that kind of that cold, wintry feel of Black Christmas and Girls' Night Out. Thought it was done really well. The only thing that took it out me out of the movie a lot was the the fact that um, um, uh, the way the characters were dressed—it was like a hipster's kind of version of nineteen eighty-one, um, mixing up with kind of modern fashions. It didn't look like um it, they, it just what it was everything was just off the 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 clothes and the hair, especially on the women were were just they were just not right they they looked like teenagers or early twenty something women from two thousand and twelve, not from nineteen eighty one um and I know it can be done i mean a film like um house of the devil um i think the the, the it gets the kind of the um the feel of the of that you know that time really really well. Uh, it just didn't quite work in the sleeper. It's it's got a lot of good things about it, um, and I, I liked it overall. But it was just that thing that kind of took me out of
1: it a bit. Um, have you guys seen it? Yeah, you know, I would well? have this, I would have the same issue. I thought a lot of the hairstyles just looked kind of modern. But the other issue I had with the film was I thought it was just very boring. Hmm. I, I mean, it was. I, I was actually hard pressed to kind of finish the movie. I had to kind of force myself to do so. Hmm. It's a shame, too, because the director, he really is a nice guy, and he really did try very hard. It's just, I don't, uh, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it.
2: Okay. Okay. What about you, Nathan? Have you seen it?
3: I started to wa- watching it. like I watched the first, like I don't know, 10 minutes, maybe, but for some reason, I didn't finish it, and I've never went back to it. I need to okay. finish it.
0: Okay. What about you, Eric? No, I haven't seen it.
2: Okay right well that was that was that so um, and the the other film is one i've just reviewed for hysteria lives which i've just put up uh, the other day and that was for the 1987 backwards slasher berserker um, which uh, starred george buck flower who was um, a mainstay in many kind of he was in cheerleader camp he played the the chef in that, um, he was. What else was he in? Um, Pumpkin.
0: John Heads. Carpenter movies. He's in. He's in the Fog. He's in the Fog. Yeah, mm. with. He's with also in Crazy um, Fat
3: Ethel. Yes. Yeah, he That's is. Primarily insane. I'm sorry. Insane. And Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bola
2: He was in a lot of good films. In this film, <laughs> he plays. He plays um, a campground um, sort of a, a owner who is Norwegian and has a folk singer's beard. Which immediately um, means that he's likely to be um, up to no good, and it's basically as it sounds. It's it's the the berserker is a is a kind of a, a, a character from legends of a man, a warrior who kind of semi supernatural who kill who wears a, a bear's snout um, and cannibalizes each his victims, and um, and so there's this legend of the berserker in this valley, but because the only two people. In the valley are george buck flower and his cousin the, the sheriff then you kind of pretty much know one of them is going to be the berserker but of course in time on tra- tradition a carload of um annoying teenagers turns up and goes camping and goes dying so but i thought it was it was for its faults it's actually quite an entertaining um little more obscure slasher movie from the later 80s um it had the feel of an early 80s slasher movie the backwards slash movie but with the, some of the most horrendous rock music I think I've ever heard in my life which firmly put it in 1987 and all the frizzy perms and uh, if we're talking about hairdos how you can you how are you a bit like um strata and in, in rock how you can pin pinpoint a date you can sort of oh, someone's uh, love beads going off um you can uh, pinpoint. The, the, dec- the, de- the year by their hairstyles and this is the perfect example of uh, mullets and frizzy perms but uh, has anyone else seen it? Oh yes. No. What did you make of it then Joseph?
1: Before uh, I recall I thought it was kind of amusing I think mm-hmm. the uh, VHS artwork is probably the best thing about it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I've
1: got yeah a I, all I remember
0: too. is the VHS artwork I've never actually seen the film though.
1: No, well actually this is
2: the first time I'd ever seen it. I owned, I had the the VHS forever, and i just never watched it for whatever reason I don't know. And I just kind of just got, I just felt I should watch it, so I did, and I'm, I'm glad I did. It was quite a fun, fun little movie. About you, Nathan, are you are you a fan?
3: I saw it years ago, probably when I was like, you know, in my early teenage years, and I don't remember anything about it except the artwork. So I want to rewatch it.
2: Okay. Well, maybe it'll be one that will come up on the show at some point, but, um, but that's our recently seen. Uh, and I think we are going to do some listener questions, aren't we?
1: Actually, before we do that, um, I have a segment I wanted to bring up. Okay. if you've been reading our Facebook uh, page, you'll know that I have a bone to pick with Eric Threlfall right now. Yes. What is that? Oh, yeah. Well, a little birdie told me, um, it's bad enough that you abandoned us and went on to another uh, podcast. But I'm, will, I'm willing to forgive you for that because it's So did Justin. Fer- it's Michael Ferrari, and he's a great yeah. guy, and he has a great podcast. So I'm willing to forgive you for that. But he told me that you do not like the burbs. No, I don't. <gasps> Eric. I, don't think
0: I think it's. Well, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't think it's. I don't, it's just not. doesn't do anything for me. I don't hate it, but I don't but that's, like it that's either. Why
1: that's why I've hated you for the past couple of weeks, Eric. <gasps> now you
0: know. Don't tell Johnny Krug. I don't, you you like
1: Krug. I don't know.
0: Got, I just I just can't get involved in that film it's at all. I like. I know. I like I like Corey Feldman in it, but uh, it's just I just doesn't work for me. I don't. I, I like Joe Dante films as well, and just this one doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. Okay, I forgive you. Yeah, because Revelations. I know. Isn't you know what? Shocking. Yeah. This, is, that, is that as bad as Justin not liking Dirty Dancing?
1: It's worse. It's far worse. No, I wasn't
3: a huge fan of Dirty Dancing, <gasps> either, though. Ugh. I mean, I, I I think I liked it more than Justin, but I don't know. Like, uh, I felt there was something missing in that film.
0: So you don't like the best film ever? Well, that makes you weird. I
3: do. It's called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, it's called Dirty Dancing. <laughs> no,
1: this is kind no of It's airing. called the Burbs. That's why I, this segment is called "I Hate Eric." Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be regular? Is it going to be regular
3: segment? No. you like to find new reasons
1: to hate eric yeah (laughs) every week i find a reason to hate eric yeah and i give you a couple right now i have a couple right now but (gasps) i'll save those oh Oh, okay well eric (laughs) do you do you have a a joke of the week
2: oh 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 we're not doing a film no okay i'll let you off because i haven't got any sound clips ready to go anyway yeah so if you can, so there'll be the return of the joke. There'll be the
0: it. return of the joke of the day for a Madman, yes. I have some for Madman ready, I think. Okay. If, well, I remember great. coming up with one at work and I think I, I typed it into my phone. Okay. Because I knew I'd forget it and it was, it was grade A stuff. Okay.
2: Well, we yeah. shall see. We shall see. But, um, but uh, yes. Well, let's go on to
0: listener questions. So,
2: uh, Eric, could you have a, a yes. one there? Yes.
0: We have one here from Doug Spiller, and he says, Which TV show would you most like to use as the backdrop for a generic slasher movie? A mystery masked killer bumping off the regular cast.
3: Now, here's my question about this. Are we going the route of we want these characters to die or just what we think would fit a slasher movie premise?
1: Either or. (laughs) Well, well,
3: I think, yeah.
1: Both, maybe. Why? You're
0: going to say Sesame Street, aren't you?
1: No. Oh. Who's go wants who to go so? first?
3: Um, I'll go first and say that um, I would love to see a slasher hacking up the characters of Will and Grace. Okay. <sighs> Ooh. And as long as the character of Jack gets the worst death possible. Ooh. Ooh. We're well, not. A fan. I'm just. No, I'm not a fan of his at all. Me and Wes had a big discussion the other night about will and grace and how it's not that i don't like the show like i actually do watch it and you know I. But it's not one of my favorites you know it's just one of those things that if it's on and nothing else is on then i'd watch it but Mm. his character on that show is so despicable and i think they play it like for the comedy of it but i just find him so unlikable like i would just push him out one of those you know windows in that high-rise apartment building Mm, okay well that's a good one (laughs)
2: <laughs> who wants to go? Who wants to go next?
3: Oh, uh, and Karen survives, by the way, because I like her. So now, what show?
1: What show, Nathan? Would you pick if you that would just kind of suit a slasher backdrop? Since um, we're doing just, both,
3: just I think that would kind of suit one that I think would be uh, interesting. It'll probably be Friends. Friends. I'd love no, to see the character of Friends getting stalked. No. <laughs> yes, Eric. It's only make believe, Eric. Yeah. yeah. I still don't approve. Well agree. then the killer can go slash up the characters of Dirty Dancing. <laughs> yeah. I'd
2: approve of that. That's <laughs> <Take> that. <back. laughs>
0: be my up. one would be My one would be um, probably Beverly Hills Nine oh two one oh, but none, all of the main cast survive because they're all good. Uh, yes. It's only, it's only these peripheral characters that come in maybe for a series or two who are really obnoxious that would die. I agree. Yeah. Okay. But that
2: would be that would
0: be a bit difficult,
2: wouldn't it? Why? Well, it's because you couldn't do a whole season just like bumping off the occasional peripheral character and then have Tori Spelling talking about her hair for the rest of the episode.
0: <gasps> Patrick Walsh knows Tori mm-hmm. Spelling. Patrick from Screen Queens worked on a, t- on a TV movie with Tori Spelling in the mid-90s, and he said Does she's it? lovely.
1: Oh, okay. I know. Well, I've heard she's very nice. Mm. Then she can survive.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, thank you, Eric.
3: Mm-hmm. You got what would yours one? be, Justin?
2: Well, I was thinking, I think it would be, I'd like to have a slasher in um, Footballers' Wives. Oh, that would be cool. That would be that'd be great cause, um, because because they had a little bit of a slasher thing. Well, not a slasher thing, but who done it when um, who pushed Jason off the top of the um, off the building at the wedding when he died, and so you didn't know who it was for ages. So there was a little bit of a who done it. But I'd love like Tanya Turner to um, be slashing people up with her her fingernails, and then sort of um, you know that that it, just because it was so silly anyway, with like people's breasts being caught on fire and. And, um, you know, babies being called Gandhi and all sorts of things like that. So it could have, it really would have suited a really silly slasher. So mm. that, that would have been good. It would been a good way to end the season as well, the series, because it never quite finished properly, I think. It went off the boil towards the end. There was also a bit when they had the guy who went blind, when they um, had, uh, well, Tanya Turner did actually kill quite a few people. She killed she killed her, her husband, didn't she, by, um, uh, he put... Um, pinpricks in the condoms and then she (laughs) she hid his um his his heart medicine and then laughed as he was dying and there was a guy who was blind and um someone um he walked into an empty lift shaft and died (laughs) oops (laughs) oops so there's a few things so it would have been something like that i think would have been really good so that's my my pick what about
1: you joseph well if i had to pick uh a series that would actually lend itself to, to a slasher. It would actually be American horror story because I'm sick and tired of them doing these seasonal shows and they haven't done a slasher story yet. They've done witches, aliens, uh, ghosts. I want to see a slasher film. Now they're about to do a carnival freak show. I don't care about that. Give me a murderer killing teenagers. You're called American horror story. Come on. Slashers are some of the most popular, you know, subgenre of horror. Why haven't you done this yet? Mm.
3: Well, I mean, I agree with you on one hand, but on the other hand, I love American Horror Story. I can't stand it. I I, oh, I, got I, love, the first season I love every
1: and season. I thought two was terrible, and I didn't even bother with three. So oh, they're awesome. As okay. soon as they make a slasher, you know, season, I'll go. I'll go watch I'll it. Let but. you know. Okay, <laughs> but um, if I had to pick uh, a slasher killing off, just because I can't stand the characters, it's kind of a tie between sex in the city and the big bang theory both That's shows thing. i can't not, i hate both shows well i hate sex in the city more probably but i would i would give anything to see someone just brutally kill sheldon from big bang theory because i hate hate that character so much I don't see how anyone could be his friend without just choking the life out of him and I'm, I'm not a violent person by nature but if I, if I knew someone like him I would, I would be in prison for murder oh my god I'm in danger you guys
3: because Greg <laughs> told me the other night that I remind him of Sheldon
1: <gasps>
3: oh, Greg the
1: moron Greg the moron
2: so well if, if anything happens to Nathan he's yeah, not the else. only
3: person that's told me that too I've only got a little O C D Okay.
2: Oh well, well that's uh that's well that's an interesting question. So um mm-hmm. nearly came
0: nearly came to blows. Yes. Well. Yeah. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, so um okay. Yes.
0: Okay, here's one from Miles Hamer. Now, this one we may have done before, so forgive us if we have. He he asks, how much do you think nostalgia plays a part in your appreciation of a film? I ask largely because I think you've uh, got a bit of a blind spot for for happy birthday to me when it comes to likeable characters. It's populated entirely by Despicable Our Souls... Witness the class snobs' antics at the bar towards the beginning of the film. Uh, yet you give them a pass due to your affection for the era in which it was made. Same for Bay of Blood. In fact, countless others. I contend that if the same characters and situations were in a modern slasher, you'd dismiss them as typically detestable of the modern age. Yours, contrarily, Miles. Mm. So, Justin. Uh, well. Or Joseph, I think, sorry.
1: Uh, go ahead, Justin. I'll, I'll, I'll just... Well,
2: well I, was I was just going gonna to say, say that I th- I, th- I think... Um, you may have a point but i don't i don't think um that i mean in both cases those films uh, certainly bay of blood is set up to be the all the characters the whole point of it is that they're all unlikable because they're all killing each other so so that kind of works in that whereas the difference in the modern slasher is that you you have um the killer and the victims and you should have sympathy towards the victims uh, whereas in Bay of Blood, they they are all killers and all victims at the same time, and that's it's kind of the the beauty of the Bay of Blood. So, so I think it gets a, a pass on that score. As far as Happy Birthday to me to me, um, I don't think they are all despicable assholes. If I'm honest, um, some of them are, but um, uh, you know the the main character, she's she's not. Um, and i i think that i still think they're you know, they, they run they, they kind of they're on the knife edge between being unlikable and i think there's nostalgia probably has something to do with it but i do also think that even though they are a kind of snobby clique um they aren't as obnoxious as as the people in say the friday 13th remake um
0: yeah the friday the 13th remake is they're over the top obnoxious particularly the 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 main obnoxious guy i can't think of the actor's name but it's the sort of short curly blonde hair yeah i mean he's just goes beyond obnoxiousness into it's almost cartoony and not in a good way
2: yeah i don't yeah i don't know i we've th- um sorry um happy birthday to me i i think there's a it's a valid point but i and i think nostalgia does let you get let us go let them get away with it a bit more but then having said that i saw happy birthday to me quite early on probably in about 1983 or 84 and it didn't strike me as problematic back then but that's a long time ago so I don't really remember but uh, but yeah what do you think Joseph?
1: Well I think uh it's really all in the writing I mean happy birthday to me it's uh, yeah like you said there's a few unlikable people but there's a there's a lot of there's a couple of likable people but um I think it has to do with how they present the characters I mean a lot of these quote-unquote unlikable people and Happy Birthday to Me are that way because of uh, circumstance, whereas in something more recent, these characters are just obnoxious, always yelling and screaming and cursing, i.e. Rob Zombie films. So I think there's a difference there. I don't think nostalgia has you know, a whole lot to do with it. I mean, sure, surely there's probably a little bit there, but for me it's, it's really all in the writing and how they present specific characters.
0: Okay.
3: Nason. Well, I think nostalgia may play a small part for me because I do find teenagers of today to be a lot more annoying than teenagers of the 80s. (laughs) Um, But in all honesty, like I agree with, you know, what Joseph and Justin said. I don't really find the characters in Happy Birthday to Me to be that unlikable. I mean, you know, I mean, you got like a character like, say, Alfred. I mean, he's weird, but he's not exactly unlikable. He's just kind of a weird guy. And, you know, like Justin said, the main character, she's likable. You know, none, and I actually none these, find none of these well, people are mean
1: spirited. They're not
3: mean spirited. They're just kind of obnoxious, especially in the beginning. You know, they're they're a little obnoxious there, you know, they do have kind of have that privileged, you know, attitude about them. But it's just like in movies of today. You know, it, it's like you said, they they kind of go beyond unlikable into just full on obnoxious. Like I don't feel annoyed watching Happy Birthday to Me, whereas if I watch a movie that has characters. You know, of today that are just constantly fighting and just being obnoxious, like they annoy me. And watching a movie with characters that just annoy me is not entertaining.
0: Mm. Mm. Etienne, I suppose, would be the—he's the one that steals the panties and has to to me, "He's yeah." I think he's genuinely obnoxious, but I mean, that's one of however many. You know, whereas Friday the Thirteenth has maybe ten of the eleven cast members are horrible and unwatchable.
3: Mm. Although I did like the remake to Friday the 13th. Oh. oh I oh, did.
0: Nathan. I
1: thought it was oh. good.
0: Oh, Nathan. <laughs>
1: you have to remember who you're talking to here, though. Yeah, yes.
0: yeah true. True. Okay.
1: Right, Well, do, do we got time for one more question? Yeah, Yeah.
0: we'll do one more. This is from Darren Burroughs. Again, it's, it's um, a TV-related one. I'm not sure I'll be able to answer this one, but you guys might. Uh, favorite thrillers that have slasher elements and favorite TV episodes with a slasher type of storyline? Anyone?
1: Ooh. In? Ooh, that's a good question. It is. I know
0: one. Um, I'm not a big TV watcher, so I can't think of any.
1: There's a couple. Um, there's one episode of a uh, Save by the Bell where they go to a mansion, and there's a mystery killer. Mm, I wasn't kind expecting of a, Saved by the Bell to appear in this episode. Well, it, it's, it's more comical, but yeah. I always remember that. And then a, an episode of Your Shorts where it's just like an 80s slasher film. They have a legendary killer named Zeke the Plumber killing people out in the woods with a plunger. <laughs> I love Zeke the Plumber. Yeah. There's an
0: episode of Family Guy where um, uh, Chris is at summer camp and he's being stalked by a killer.
1: The fat guy, Strangler.
0: I think that's it, Yeah. yeah. And okay, of course, Simpsons has references occasionally. I don't think it has a full-on episode of of slasherness, does it?
1: Um, Just kind of you know. the Halloween ones. Yeah, multiple yeah. episodes of a uh, Psych do slasher episodes. They actually you have know. a Fr- Friday the Thirteenth episode.
3: There's um, an episode of Married with Children where they go to, on vacation to Florida at this hotel where there's an axe murderer that <laughs> hacks up obnoxious tourists. Dump and of water. The, that cast is obnoxious, so the axe murderer comes after them. And it's, it's actually a really funny one because they kind of play with the slasher movie cliches, but they do it in a, you know, a comedy way. It's actually – I would consider it a really good slasher spoof, those mm-hmm. episodes where they're in Dumpwater Florida.
1: Yeah. There's My an episode one?
3: of um, Facts of Life. Where the girls—it's a stormy night, and um, it's like a Halloween episode, and all the girls are dying one by one. It's really mm. good.
0: Well, he does—he does specify any favorite thrillers that have slasher elements as well. So mm. I don't really watch thrilling TV shows. I don't
3: know about you know thrillers. I mean, I, mm. I can't think of any. You know, I could just Justin. Oh, show.
0: Justin, you were mentioning um, what's the series with Idris Elba in it again that you liked? So I think
2: what um, Lufa.
0: Yeah, was that, did you mention that that had kind of a slasher-y, giallo element?
2: Yeah, well, some of the episodes do. Or one, specifically, the one where
1: the the killer dresses people up like 80s pop stars. (laughs) There's obvious stuff like uh, Dexter, which is more of a not not a slasher, but it has the elements.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. The Simpsons one is that they did the one I remember is the I know what you idly did Is
3: it idly do? Didly?
2: Yeah, didly didly
3: did. Yeah,
2: did <laughs> uh, last summer. Um, yes. Where
3: it's,
2: you know, that. So yeah there's, so there's a lot of playing around with those, which is kind of um, fun. But as far as the, as far as kind of, I mean, certainly not British. I don't think it has been much in the way of British kind of um, things. The one, the one, um, slight, very slasher esque British. Um, program from 1981 was I think we've mentioned this before was Nightmare Man about um, a killer targeting people a remote Scottish island who turns out to be a radioactive um, uh, Russian from a submarine and he goes but it's all done in POV and sort of all that kind of you know very very kind of um, uh, sort of slasher movie style but lots of people going Octonoo and um, whiskey <laughs> and wearing tartan probably. The
1: one British thing that I always remember, uh, of course it's not, the plot is not, you know, like a slasher film, but it's the, um, the episode of Mr. Bean where he goes to see Nightmare on Elm Street part, uh, two at the movies with his girlfriend. It's basically just him reacting to the whole movie. And, uh, I always remember that it's like four mi- four or five minutes long, but, uh, there's a British kind of slasher little TV thing. Yeah. Excellent.
2: Okay. Right. Well, hopefully that answered Actually, mm-hmm. was a lot more than I thought there was going to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, let's... let's um, I think we've probably got a few more questions to hold back on, but um, mm-hmm. what we thought, we've got a lot of feedback, so we thought we'd do, a, we'd do four bits of feedback this time, and then if you don't hear your feedback read out now, um, we'll try and get around to it for the Madman episode.
1: Um, so, who would like to go first? I'll go. Okay. Okay, this is from uh, Gregory Burkhart. He says, Hey guys, my name is Gregory Burkhart, former staff writer and part-time editor for the sadly soon-to-be-shuttered Fearnet.com. I discovered your podcast a couple of months ago, and since then I've been devouring each and every episode. We share a common passion for the slasher genre, and I managed in my own meager way to sing its praises through my own Fearnet column, Slasher Cinema Showcase. While my writings garnered some... uh, WTF reactions from mainstream horror fans, no doubt thanks to my praise of titles like *The Prey* and *Boarding House*. I did gather a bit of a following and even scored a few blurbs here and there, including Code Red's Blu-ray of *Just Before Dawn*, uh, taken from my review here. And he posts a link to his review, which is a little too long to read out. But anyway, um, he goes, "I regret that I didn't come across your your show sooner." As I was pitching a feature article on the best horror movie podcasts and the hysteria continues was to be in my top three. I was literally just days away from contacting you about a possible interview for the piece when I was informed that Fearnet was being shut down. Still, the show must go on. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know I'm a fan. And if you're ever looking for any guest contributions, uh, reviews, etc. in the future, I'd be totally up for it. my, Editorial specialty at Fearnet was music reviews, and I've amassed a huge collection of horror film scores. So if you ever dedicate some or all of an episode to slasher, mu- slasher music or whatnot, I'd love to be a part of it. If not, no big deal. I'm just glad you guys are fighting the good fight for a genre that doesn't always get the respect it deserves. Take care and keep up the good work. Uh, best Gregory Burkhart.
2: Well, thank you, Gregory. Well, it's good to hear from mm-hmm. a new listener. And I'm um, sorry to hear that Fearnet has gone... The way of the whatever, but gone. I don't think it's down. shut
1: down yet, but I think it's just about to.
2: So what? What exactly was Fearnet? Was that was that a TV thing as well? Well,
1: there's a website. There's a that yeah, they have their own TV on like on demand. Like you can select it in the on demand menu, and they also have like a, a website with a you know reviews and articles. I don't. I'm not sure which one's actually getting shut down. If it's just the website or if it's mm. the actual Fearnet on demand, it might be both. I don't know.
2: Okay, because you would have thought it would be, well, horror is perennially sort of popular, isn't it? Yeah. So, but, uh, well, sorry to hear that, Gregory, but I hope you have a, a new opening somewhere. Um, <laughs> oh, Justin.
1: <laughs> no. Well, but, put where, that in my mouth, how you? might explode. <laughs> um...
2: No, well, if, if we do, we do um, an episode um, dedicated to um, the soundtracks, then we definitely keep you in mind, Gregory, because I think it'd be quite nice to do one-off specials at some
3: point, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you. Who would like to go next?
3: I'll go. Okay. Um, okay. So this message says, Hey, guys, I listened to the Friday the 13th Part 5 episode and then watched a screening of Part 5 in Hollywood. I agree with Justin that while it's a fun slasher, it's not a good entry into the Friday the 13th franchise. I was laughing when the newspaper article came up with the picture of Jason. So many moments like that where a decent film turns totally goofy. Yes, Melanie Kinneman does look elderly compared to other Final <laughs> Girls, but that character is supposed to be an authority figure rather than just a teenage girlfriend. I love how this Tommy Jarvis is so humorless and tightly wound. He'll body slam and karate kick anyone who disrespects him. Being one of the straight listeners of the podcast, I appreciate Joseph's new segment, although instead of breaking a woman down by breasts or any other body parts, it should be the total package. Who would you want to share a hammock bed with? And does Joseph have a crush on an older woman? Who's his Bob Hoskins? That's from Scott Joseph.
0: Mm. Who is your Bob Hoskins, Joseph?
1: Yeah, Bob Hoskins? Uh, gosh, uh, put me on the spot here. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you on that one. Is it Cher? No. Maybe for the next show. No, definitely not Cher. <laughs> Tina Turner?
0: <laughs> no. Oh, okay. And that's the only, they're things. the only two old women I know. Mm.
2: Well, I think it's... um, I, One thing occurred to me about Friday the 13th Part 5, which I didn't... Uh, only when I was listening back to the show that I I didn't mention, but oh, there we go, okay, um, is that is that what mental health facility would allow with have no investigation at all and would continue operating after one of their charges hacked someone to death with an ax. Sure.
1: Yep. Yeah. You know,
2: <laughs> so, so it's never, you know, but it, it, it is what it is, isn't it?
1: It's like, well, we arrested the guy who did it. Case closed. <laughs> not into your practices of why he was so, you know, mentally insane. Why didn't you, why haven't you helped him? That's your job. Mm. But, yeah, I mean it's a it's a Friday the Thirteenth sequel. What can you you can't expect huge logic. Fair enough, fair enough. So, but um,
2: no, well, thank you, Scott and um, Joseph. You have a think on it and come up with your Bob Hoskins
0: in a week. I'll
1: try. Okay.
2: So, um, who else?
0: I'll go. Okay. This is from Corey, and let me see what's Corey Hall. Uh, he says, hello, gents, Corey in Colorado again. Sorry, not Corey Feldman, Haim, or even Hart. Thank you for the fantastic Prom Night episode. I agree with Eric the most, hey, about Prom Night. Um, the movie can be utterly boring at times, but there are a few flashes of slasher gold. The chase scene and the beheading being standouts to me. I also love all the disco stuff. Regardless of what Joseph says about her equine appearance, Jamie Lee has got some great moves. Are there any other discotastic slashers out there? Nathan, I hope I didn't offend you with my comments about your movie selections. I'm sure most of the movies you love, you love because they're different. Uh, There's many movies I love for the same reasons. Samurai Cop, Pieces, The Room, and all the MST3K episodes being a few of the most famous examples. Your different taste from the other hosts makes the show more interesting, and I'm always waiting for your picks. Now, about you saying, you know, in your opening comments about prom night, which is about two minutes and 24 seconds, you said, you know, 17 times. (laughs) I I thought maybe I was being picky after no one else admitted to noticing. So I went back and counted. I guess after hundreds of hours of listening to you guys, you notice these types of things these types of things uh, One last question, I have a favourite lesser seen slasher movie that I don't remember you guys ever mentioning in, Mentioning uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, have you seen it? Uh, opinions, thanks again for all the hours and hours of entertainment you all have provided, for free without sponsors and without asking for donations keep up the good work and that's from Corey Hall So you, Corey's Corey. first question is Disco-tastic slashers uh, murder rock, I suppose, would be one. The Lucio Fulci movie, yes. Uh, well, mm. that was, it's, it's more um, aerobics, probably, than disco, yeah. Well, um, mortuary's got a roller boogie, hasn't it? And
1: graduation day, yes, graduation which, we which we just did a commentary for.
0: Yeah. Um, also, what was that one I saw at the film festival last year? Uh, Discopath, Discopath, yes. My super
1: psycho Sweet 16, sort of, yes. Hmm. Um
0: yeah, I can't think of any others. Nathan, do you want to come back on the comments about
3: You Know? Oh, I, I don't get offended. I mean, mm. you know, it's uh, i, you got, know. Really th- I <laughs> got very thick skin, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, I don't get offended. But I think, um, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> there you go. I just said it. And I actually did that accidentally, but I just All noticed right. it. But I was noticing um, today, I was talking to... You know, somebody I work with and they say, do you see what I'm saying? And they say that a lot. And it's made me notice, like everybody kind of has this saying or, you know, quirks and, you know, you constantly notice it. Mm
1: -hmm. Because Justin was always saying,
3: I like graveyards all the time.
1: There's one I was, I don't remember what episode it was I was listening to, but there's one uh, particularly where Eric says, um, like 10,000 times. He's like, uh, um, uh. Uh I thought about making like a compilation of it, but it'd probably be like an hour long.
2: You could hmm. we could do a whole episode, couldn't we, where I talk about graveyards, yeah. Eric um's, um and you uh, Nathan, you knows, and you, and you Joseph going to like a horse.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, jo- compile all Joseph's horse jokes. Yeah. God. Would, Which would is you probably, listen into that? Probably
1: the lesser of the th- lesser of the four evils. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, that sounds like a horse. <laughs> <See>? <laughs> <laughs> Who did um, that?
0: Yeah, that was me. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Have
3: we all seen it? Yes. I have. Yes. Yes. Opinions? I I don't want to go too far into detail with it because I think we might cover it at some point. Yes. Hmm. So I would just say that I really enjoyed it.
0: Yes, I enjoy it too.
3: I think it's
1: decent.
2: And um, there was supposed to be a sequel, wasn't there? I'm not sure it's going to happen or not. Because
3: they were uh, crowdfunding it, weren't they?
1: Well, they, they 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 never started the crowdfunding. I don't think. I think oh, they were going. They? Well, I thought
3: I thought they did, and they didn't get the amount they wanted.
2: Yeah, that's uh, what I thought. I don't remember. Hmm. So, which is a shame. But no, I thought it was a fun fun little movie. Um, but I haven't seen it for a long time now, so I can't remember that much about it. But I think it was a, it was. I thought it was it was quite witty and entertaining. So, that's good. Is there anything else that you brought up? Uh, no that was just those three Okay, yeah. right well I've got um, one here from Andrew Rooney and he says my dreams are coming true listening to this podcast and it all goes to show peer pressure and outright harassment works I'm delighted Friday 5 is the next instalment it is so time stamped as 1985 and it is such a coke binge of a film speaking of 1985 here's some trivia for you 1985 was the year Neighbours began featuring a, a fresh Fresh faced Alan Dale. Ooh. He was in Neighbours? He was, apparently, mm-hmm. yes. And he says, um, goes on to say, I loved Joseph's authentic Aussie accent last week. Maybe you should read out all feedback or questions in the answer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What writer. did you say?
1: What? I heard, heard my name, but then you faded out. What did you say?
2: Oh, okay. Well, I said, I loved Joseph's authentic, sorry, authentic Aussie accent last week. Maybe you should read out all feedback or questions in the accent of the writer,
1: <laughs> Kiwi accent. Come ago. on, it wasn't that authentic. Although I will um, say, uh, did you know Alan Dare was in Neighbours? That's Cockney again, isn't it? <laughs> See, um, told
2: you. <laughs> he says it also was in, also interesting to hear Joseph tends to go for clean girls. Have you been burned in the past?
1: What? what? Ew. I don't remember all this stuff. My memory is terrible these days, so I don't know what he's talking about. Maybe
3: you go back and re-listen to the episode.
1: And I try not. I don't really do that that much anymore.
3: So, so you don't go for dirty girls.
1: Uh, okay. I, I think I remember what he's talking about, but uh, I basically said as long as you know these girls aren't you know filthy you know, trollops, then I, I can find beauty in all women. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's okay. phone agrees with me yes um, Yeah. Apparently, it does. he says nice. it, goes on, it goes
2: on to say I watched Dolls last week after about hearing it brought up on the previous episode what a steaming turd of a film what too. Andrew Rooney says he says I've never wanted to punch a child actor in the f- nose so much tonely all over the place and just woeful acting I loved it oh okay so,
0: <laughs> Brilliant.'" Yeah, she is. She is appalling in it. All child actors are appalling, I think.
2: (laughs) And he goes on to say, "I furiously write down movies to watch in your recently seen segment. Would it be possible to have links to all the films mentioned? Another podcast I listen to has Amazon links to everything mentioned. By clicking on that link, you will get a kickback if someone continues on and buys something on Amazon. That might be quite a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And of course, it would make it easier to keep up with all the recommendations and films mentioned throughout the show." Which can be twenty or thirty in total. Just a thought. Can't wait to hear this episode. Take care, Andrew Rooney. So thank you, Andrew. We shall take that all on the, well, on the chin, but under advisement, won't we? <laughs> yes. So um, I think we answered. I've, I haven't, still haven't seen dolls. So I do need to watch ever at some point. No, don't think oh, I've ever seen it. I know it's funny, isn't it? There's there's a gap in my. Uh, You know, my movie-going, sort of watching, the late 80s stuff, I didn't... I saw a lot of it, but there was a few things like Berserker and Dolls and...
3: Justin, there's, like, two girls and Dolls that you would totally have hung out with. You totally So, yes, you have to see it, because you would have hung out with these girls.
2: Okay. I have a day off tomorrow, so maybe I shall watch Dolls tomorrow. Mm. And I will feed back next time. But that was... Do we have anything else left to say, or is that our... I think we've, we're have we almost at the hour mark, so it's turning into a proper episode rather than a mini-episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll so really
2: we we'll have Man. to wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. But we will be back for Madman in a couple of weeks' time, so do hang out. Not hang out. Well, you can hang out if you want, but um, um, we'll be back, won't we, Eric? We will, with Madman.
1: With Madman. So what are we going to play out with? Um... Probably, uh, maybe you should play out with uh, the Gangster Rock, if you can find it.
0: Okay. Or, yes. seeing as this was a feedback episode, maybe some Jesus and Mary chain?
1: <laughs>
0: okay, well, I shall, this will shall be a surprise.
2: Or do
1: some distortion, put on some Toya.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I wouldn't do that. Um, mean Yes, okay. <laughs> well, I think we're all a bit knackered, because we've just done the... the um, <laughs> We've just done the commentary for graduation day, so I think we're all a bit talked out. But um, but thank you for bearing with us. And um, we will see you next time. So say goodbye to the good folks.
0: Goodbye, good folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Okay, and welcome back to
1: oh, somebody's... Yeah,
0: somebody's shuffling... <laughs>
3: you shuffling. It's Justin
0: or it's Joseph again.
1: No, it was not me. I'm perfectly
3: still. I am hey, sitting hey, complete. No, I'm sitting completely still. I haven't even touched my phone.
1: You're a goddamn motherfucking liar. <laughs> you are a shithead liar. Are you <laughs> recording? Oh, I swear. Oh yes. Oh,
2: good. <laughs> so we got. At least we've got plenty of stuff at the end of this episode. Oh God. Yeah. Well first of all we get the heavy breather. That's isn't that what well, that's what um Annie's not Annie, uh,
0: Linda says in Halloween, isn't it? First I yeah. I get your chewing now I get Oh no yeah. first to get your breathing now I get your chewing.
1: At least we didn't get the mana. <laughs>
0: well, not yet.
2: That's usually Eric. <laughs> um. oh. oh dear. That's